This episode is going to be extremely special, but be very aware that the information that I'm going to be sharing with you today with my guests is going to be extremely documented, but always, always make sure that you are reaching out to your personal physician, clinical psychologist, neurologist, or psychotherapist for any decisions that impact your health and the health of the family around you. This is your Strategic Partner Podcast. Welcome to Your Strategic Partner Podcast, where we give entrepreneurs the secrets, strategies, and processes to increase brand equity and max out revenue. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, Ali Midawi in here. And oh my goodness, today is a day to remember for the ages, because not only I have the very first Latina, the the very first uh, outside the United States guest, but this lady is probably the smartest person I have ever had. No offense to any of you who have been my guests in the past because she is heavily, heavily documented as a clinical psychologist, a neurologist, a psychotherapist, and has so many accolades that I could not fit in just one short little bit of an intro. So ladies and gentlemen, I am excited, honored, and privileged to introduce you for the very first time, and certainly not last, Anna. Vigalas, live with us all the way from South America. So, Anna, first and foremost, congratulations on everything you've done and welcome to your strategic partner podcast. We're excited to have you. Thank you very much. Thanks for your invitation. I love to be here with you and all the audience. Love it, love it, love it. So, for those who might not know, and especially certainly me, that I might not have the elegance on giving your full bio give us a little bit about your background how it started for you to get in the space that you are in and how is it going well right now i'm working on my thesis for my phd on clinical psychologist at atlantic international university but i'm a clinical psychologist and a psychotherapist since many 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 years ago and i have been working with children with autism since like 25 years ago and, um, and I love psychologists and I love therapists and I love like all the, the planet related with autism and children. Incredible. What, what made you get into that space? Was it a passion since you were a little girl or was it something that you grew into or is it family members that are around you and influenced you? How, how did you fall in love with the space itself? Oh, I love this question. When I was 14 years old, I was working at a Montessori school during my, during summer, because I was worried about the university, what I was studying, what was the career I want. And um, I come from a family where everybody's an engineer. And I said, like, I don't want to be an engineer. And I went to the university when I was 16 years old. So since when I was 14, I was worried about it. And I went to work to this Montessori preschool and I received trainings um, to become an assistant. And there was a child with autism there with a psychologist who trained me and I learned how to manage his behavior and how to support him. So since that experience, I said like, I wanna be a psychologist and I wanna be like this woman. Um, and later on, um, years later, here I am, just doing exactly the same job that that woman was doing at that moment. But this is like 30 years later. Wow. That's incredible. And, uh, it's, it's wow. Talking about a full career, 
Um, let's go into some um, what I believe to be the nitty gritty. Most people are going to want to know because most of my audience members are like, Ali, give me the goodies. I, I, you know, the, the stories are great, but I really, really need to get educated. So let us educate a few individuals based on your background and definitely stick with us all the way till the end because uh, we have some announcements as well and even some giveaways. So uh, if you don't mind, Anna, could you tell us a little bit about what do you consider uh, to be the top three strengths as a therapist? In, in your opinion, what should an individual look for in terms of a therapist? Well, the first thing is that you need to pay attention on the um, characteristics of the therapist that can show you if that person is working from the heart, if it's a heart-centered person. And if it's a heart-centered person, it's going to work. The process, it's going to be moving forward. The second thing that you need to pay attention to is about their philosophy or their way, their way of thinking. Um, because there is some um, perspective that think that if you have a difficult diagnosis like autism, for example, there's nothing you can do. And that even if you try, you're not going to make huge differences. But then we do have other perspectives and other interventions that really think that um, everything is possible and, and you just make it happen. So I will say that you need to pay attention and check if it's a heart-centered person, that it's working from a heart. If it's a person with, a, with knowledge and a perspective that goes into the new possibilities and open doors, and the third one will be if the person is really sharp in, in the process of distinguish what is going to make the difference for your child. And that's, you need to be very wise to be able to do that. That's but incredible. it's possible. Yeah, no, I, I genuinely believe it. And it's, it's, you know, it's funny as you say it, I, I can tell, I mean, you know, to say that I love what I do, it's a passionate word to use and you you know, you can only fake it for so long, right? Yeah, but you've been doing it for so many years uh, that it, it truly shows. Uh, what do you consider to be the most important traits for a therapist to have? Well, you need to keep your mind open and learn different techniques from different um, different. Um, how could I say this? from different points of view. Because for example, when you're learning how to manage your behavior, there is many different ways to understand it, or the understanding of where the behavior comes from. Um, and so that's why the techniques that you use to manage the behavior are different. So it's really important to recognize what type of ideas you wanna study or you wanna follow. And at the same time, study the opposite. What think the people who are against this group of ideas? So then you can grab all the information together and embrace all the information because nobody have the truth and the only solution for things. So if you put all it together, then you embrace the information and then you can take the best of everything, of, all, of the two worlds. Um, the other thing that I, I really believe it's important is to expose yourself to do things that are really, really hard for you 
For example, if you don't like to do exercises or you do, you do not like to move your body that much, go into a class and put your body in movement and, um, and do, or do anything. If you don't like to draw or it's really hard for you, then draw something, go to classes because in that way you're going to be pushing yourself and pushing your system to do something that um, it's difficult. And then you're going to understand how somebody who has special needs it's going to be feeling whenever you give them a push or they're in therapy. I think that's, that's very important for the therapist to know and to practice. Yeah. You know, in my space, we say, uh, there, there's a, there's a million ways to a million dollars, always be open-minded and understanding that there's, you know, your way is not the only strategy of doing so. Uh, and, and it definitely uh, makes sense and, and connects, uh, for me, you know, just, Again, I, I'm nowhere near the amount of uh, love that you have to have within you and positive energy to pass on to the individuals that you are working with. And at times you're taking a lot of those, let's just say negative energies, right? You're taking people's stress out and giving them and fueling them with your love. How do you maintain a balanced, healthy mindset, lifestyle, if you will, in order to be the best version for yourself. And especially at times you are back to back to back from case to case, individual to individual. So share with us a little bit about how do you maintain a healthy process during the day? There's a secret. So you can do that. And the first thing is that when you open your eyes in the morning, you need to do activities for self-care. So, for example, I do have a very specific self um, routine in the mornings and, um, and I practice, for example, meditation and I pray in the mornings and I take care of myself and, and take care of my food of the day and prepare everything. So I set up everything for me, listen, music, dance, and then I begin to receive my patients and work with them. So I make sure that my gasoline is in my body and I'm ready just for everybody else. And then I keep um, taking care of my energy during the whole day so I can keep energy and distribute it for everybody during the day. Um, it was not easy to learn how to do this, but now that I learn, I love to say it out loud. Like you use hours in the morning, even if you can... Even if you need to wake up one hour before, just do it and stay awake and stay alert and just stay quiet and don't do any other things. So in that way, like you're going to be um, really like loving yourself and then you're ready to share with everybody else. And I think that's wonderful for women because we we're always taking care of other people. Like we open our eyes and our families, husbands, kids. And parents, like we're always taking care of other people and we put ourselves as the last one on the list. But if you change that and you're the first of the list, then you're going to be ready to take care of everybody else with a lot of patience, with a lot of, a lot of love and care. And, um, and the way you create your day is very different. Actually, I write down every morning like a new commitment for the day. And today I said, my commitment for today is to create love and connection. And so the whole day I have been checking on that. And here we are. 
doing this and we are creating love and connection for many people that are listening to this podcast. So I think it's very important to keep your mind on track and spend time to take care of yourself first thing in the morning. Love it, love it, love it. Ladies and gentlemen, stick with us for a little bit. When we come back, we're going to dig a little bit more into some of the personal things that Anna does to not only maintain a healthy lifestyle, but also if she wasn't a therapist, what would she be doing? Stick around. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Ali Midawi, and I have spoken over 500 conferences in three languages, including TEDx and many Fortune 100 companies, sold books in seven countries, and I focus on helping struggling entrepreneurs to leverage social media and a digital space to create brand equity and revenue. Visit me today at winwithali.com and let me show you how we can grow your financial bottom line and help you expand with momentum. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ali Midawi here with your strategic partner podcast. And I have the incredible Anna Vigalas, which I will make sure that each and every one of you are connected with her. Make sure you check out the copy of this podcast where we have all of the ways that you can connect with her on social media and also in her website. So Anna, let's get right into it. You know, you were transitioning, talking about finding self-love and being happy. And you said at first it was hard, but it became easy for the average individual out there. Uh, how would you advise them to handle stress? Because you know, and I know whether it's COVID, whether it's the craziness that's going on all around the world, politics, uh, society, financial, you know, uh, craziness in the world. How does an average individual find that happy place and handle stress? Well, the first thing is that you need to understand that your life do not be, need to be conditioned to the environment. So many things can happen around you, all those lists of things that you just mentioned, and it doesn't mean that it needs to affect you inside because all the experiences are neutral. The, what you understand or the meaning that you put to the experience is what creates your feelings and your thoughts about it. So it's very important to learn like how to do some diet from the information and the negative information from the environment. So you don't need to understand, learn, read, or receive all the negative information. Um, you just need to know the amount of information that keeps you safe and in a way that you can take care of other people or support other people. But you don't need to expose your body and your brain to a lot of negative input of information so that's one thing and the other thing is that we need to learn and this is like for everybody we need to learn how to live from the inside to the outside that means that you need to pay attention to your heart and you need to pay attention to what's going on inside of yourself deep inside of yourself and then from there then you leave, then you share, then you give to other people and not in the opposite way. Because if you're conditioned by the environment, whenever something happens around you, you're gonna get destroyed emotionally inside. And the truth is that life, it's not easy. Many things happens all the time. And if you're focused on your strength and your love inside of your heart, the love, it's always going to be stronger than anything else, more than the fear or the anxiety or any other emotion. So 
you need to train your mind to stay focused and connected with the love that is in your heart. And then from there, everything else, it's going to happen. See that she's not just a, a psychotherapist. She's got poetry. She's got philosophy. You got it all. Um, what's the best advice you've ever received from anybody? The way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's funny. We live by that. That the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. It's so true. I mean, uh, I can tell a lot about one person from one interaction. If I here's I got a rule. I'll tell you what I do. So if I invite you out for lunch and I think I shouldn't be giving my secret out. This is when I'm if I'm hiring somebody or I'm willing to contract somebody and, and it's a big, big, big job or a big position. I'm gonna put a significant investment in the person. And if the meal comes out and the person just goes and reach out to the salt and pepper and starts putting them on the food before they taste the food. That's a very bad red flag for me because here's what my brain just said. You didn't even try the food and you already started changing it. That <laughs> could have had enough salt and enough pepper, but you didn't even try it. So how you do one thing is how you do everything. If I'm going to give you a software, if I'm going to give you a major project, you're going to start to alter it already and change it without even trying the way it works. So it tells me every, yeah, it's so true. So, so for those of you, if I'm ever going to do business with you, if I'm inviting you for lunch, that's a test. <laughs> so, you know, now that's, that's a great advice. I, I, I love it. Um, if you weren't a therapist, what would you be? A musician. Wow. Uh, do you yes. play any instruments? Yes. Tell I play the play. shallow. I play the shallow and when I was younger, I used to play at the orchestra in my country. Um, but then I got a moment, there was a moment in my life that I needed to choose in between a, or being a professional musician or a psychologist. And I decided to go into the psychologist field. field. Um, but, um, but I'm also a musician at the same time <laughs> in a certain way. I still play. No, I love it. Yeah, you're you're just writing different type of notes right now. That's uh, I'm telling you, you're you're an artist in your own form. This podcast has taught me so much about you. By the way, Anna and I work together at least twice or three times a week, sometimes more. And uh, this this is incredible. Um, all right, good. Let let's uh, for those of you, you can send some requests in the comment eventually, and uh, she'll send you some of her best uh, work. Uh, what life experience? Uh, has taught you the most? So give, give me a specific, something that has occurred that just altered your who you are as a person. What, what has life taught you overall? Oh, th this is a beautiful question and a deep question too. Um, when I was 31 years old, I, I since I was like 27 years old, I was sick all the time. Like when my stomach, like I couldn't eat that much. I was always feeling bad, bad and having stomach ache and nobody will not found what like the doctors were checking and they said one diagnosis and then the other one and finally I had a lot of pain and I went to the hospital to the emergency room they sent me back to my house like twice and then three days later when I arrive over there again they said like okay let's stay here at the unit care um, and let's see what's going on with her and I was screaming and crying because of having so much pain. And then later on, they, I had a surgery and I had uh, my appendix 
was versed inside of myself. So I have a peritonitis. And, um, and unfortunately, it was kind of late and it took like 15 hours of surgery. And, um, and I passed away for a moment during the surgery. And I had a near-death experience. And, um, and then I came back to life with a lot of messages and beautiful things that you learn when you go and visit the other side instead when it's not the right moment to go, but it was just like the right experience and um, for me. And then when I opened my eyes again and I began to work in my recovering process, it had been so hard and it had taken so many years for me that I learned every single thing that you need to know about how to recover somebody with autism who do have troubles with their, with their stomach and the food and allergies to food and diets. And, and the best part is that I learned how it feels when you go to the doctor and they don't know what to do with you. And you go to the doctor and they don't know the diagnosis, the right diagnosis. And how do you feel trying and trying and trying and not getting better, not getting better. So whenever I work with somebody, I know exactly how that person feels. And, and, um, and that's like one of the hardest experiences I have had in my life. And um, I'm very lucky. Only one person every 100,000 people survive to it. As wow. I said, my doctor told me those numbers. And, um, but what, I, what happened to me is that I learned to be a human. And, and that makes a whole difference. If I needed to leave that again, I will go back into that and get it again. Because my sensitivity and my understanding of our bodies, of our emotions, our thoughts, like how we're built inside and how we have different structures inside of ourselves um, was so special. And, um, and of course, my awareness grows so much that I learn about all different types of therapists, medical interventions, biomedical interventions. What do we do in the West side of the world? What do people in Asia do, like in India, like everywhere? And, um, and finally, I got a way to recover. And, um, and so I learned that expression that says never give up. And I felt it and had the experience and and now I can say, okay, never give up, try again, do it again, feel everything, don't let any part on the side, feel, think, everything, all the feelings, it's, um, it's complete, we're complete inside. And of course, that experience made me um, open my eyes and, and understand what was happening with my patients and the families that I was working with. And, um, and yes, and that's, that's something very special that happened yeah, to me. That's incredible. It really, really, really is. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you want to stick with us? Uh, we got one more break. And then when we do come back, we're going to dig into uh, some personal questions uh, uh, with, with some closing remarks as well, because um, uh, this, this needs a, a part two, part three, and part four. Based on what I heard, you are an incredible human being, and I cannot wait for the world to meet you. So stick around. We'll be right back. Are you a hopeful or struggling entrepreneur? We'd like to introduce you to YEP, 
an entrepreneurial community that has expanded over six continents and helped over 5,000 individuals. The Young Entrepreneur Project would allow you to start, scale, or grow your business at the level you desire by providing you with a library of unlimited trainers and modules, a marketplace where you can lower all of your expenses, increase your capital, and even the opportunity to become a contributor, a speaker, and a trainer, or even get paid to mentor others within the platform. Learn more today at winwithali.com. Hey, 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 back at it again, your strategic partner, Ali Madawi, and I am with the incredible Anna uh, Vijalas, and um, we're, we're covering and have covered many, many different elements, but, uh, you know, the million-dollar question that a lot of people have for someone in your shoes specifically is, why is helping people with autism or their loved ones the most important thing to you? Well, these are the patients that nobody wants to help because nobody knows exactly what to do and how to do it. So um, from all the patients that I have, um, like with different diagnoses and different um, situations, these are the ones who need a lot of support and they need a lot of support during longer periods of time. It's not a patient that you're going to see in one year and then you're done. Um, it's a family who's going to go through a very difficult time and um, during many years until the child or the person with autism can recover. And, um, and that touched my heart deeply because um, we live in a life where everything needs to be fast and everything needs to just, just need to resolve the problems in one second and then and then your your successful successful people always think like that, like you have to do it fast. But the truth is, like in this processes, the emotional side of the process makes a huge difference because there's a whole transformation that happened to every single person in that family. So I love to be supporting this group of people because then I am supporting a transformational process and guiding the process into a positive outcome. So all the resilience um, characteristics of the adults who are there, of all the individuals of the family are going to increase. And, um, and there's nothing more beautiful in life to, than to see somebody standing up again. That's a privilege for me. So I love that. Yes. You. you know, um, you have a few events that you do. You have live Q and A's that you do online and you do have a specific webinar that is a gift from you to the masses to come and get educated and learn more how they can take um, their uh, path and their journey to the next level towards recovery, towards what the world doesn't understand is that these children and their families, I like to call it superpowers. Uh, you know, my, my, my nephew has his own superpowers and uh, I, I love him for his way of seeing things in a whole different way that to me, to the world that we live in, they're thinking that's abnormal, but he probably is looking at all of us thinking like, what is wrong with these weirdos, you know? So, <laughs> yes. so uh, tell us a little bit about that event that is coming up and how can we have access to it as well? You can have access at ProvenGeniusSolutions.com. You can subscribe in there. And um, it's a webinar. It's going to happen this Sunday. It's going to be the 21st 
here in this month is February. My God. Yes. And, um, and it's going to be a one hour webinar and we're going to be talking about the different approaches to autism and not only from the definitions and different perspectives um, of the diagnosis per se, we're going to be talking about the different type of interventions and support that you can give to somebody with autism. That's incredible. In, in, in closing, um, for those who may feel hopeless or those who have just had many bad runs and they feel defeated, if you will, what is your message to that family specifically that is listening right now? I'm going to tell you an experience that I read in a book from a clinical psychologist that is 92 years old and she survived to the Holocaust. She, she said on her book, that whenever we feel hopeless, it means that our heart is full of ignorance. So whenever we feel that like that, we need to wake up and open our eyes and be ready to learn something new. So we need to keep our minds open to learn something else, to learn a different way of doing things. And then you're going to see different results. That's that's incredible. That is incredible. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, can assure you that we're going to have Anna more and more often. Um, so many ideas came to my head to maybe even do this once a week and do it in a vlog fashion while we are recording new episodes. And I promise you, you're going to be in plenty, plenty of different shows and individuals that need to hear your voice. Uh, the information for the webinar, the websites, and all the social media assets that you would want to connect to, to speak to Anna directly um, are in the copy of this podcast. Make sure you hit that share button. And remember, within our community in here, uh, we work with struggling entrepreneurs to identify better ways to find out how to leverage the social media space, the digital space to create brand equity and revenue. And uh, you get to meet incredible individuals like Anna. So Anna, on behalf of all the listeners and myself, thank you so much for giving us the privilege and the opportunity to have you in. And we cannot wait to do this again and again. Tell them have a blessed day, everybody. Thank you. Bye.